Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for joining me again for Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. I am Carmelita McRoy, your podcast host, and I am so happy you decided to join me today. If you hear the noise in the background, it's because I am sitting outside enjoying this beautiful weather doing the podcast today. I didn't know it was going to be this noisy here, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm choosing a good spot. Um, It's really not nobody out here. It's just cars going up and down the street, but... Um, I just wanted to get out today and just enjoy the beautiful nature that God has given us. And, you know, just <clears throat> we don't we don't enjoy the little things enough. You know, guys, we really don't. We don't just sit and just look at the trees and wonder, like, how do you grow so beautiful, especially during fall? Do y'all love the fall? I love fall. Um, I can wear my boots, coat, and then some days you don't have to. And, you know, I, that's just my season is fall. Um because you can kind of wear summery or wintry or, you know, kind of in between there. So, you know, I'm a fashionista, you know, I know how. So I'm about the clothing. So, you know, <laughs> oh, I feel like winter makes you cover everything up because you're so cold. Summer is like you can't wear too much of anything because you'll be burning up. That's just me, y'all. That's just me. But anyway, let's get to it. We're still talking about black families. Talking about ways to improve black families, but also touching base on what's killing our black families, what's killing our black communities. And today I want to talk about the struggle of the single black mom. As a single mom, um, I was a teenage mom at the age of 15. Um, and I got married at 19, but ended up divorcing within four years. Uh, altogether, I... I've raised eight children as a single mom, six children I uh, birthed myself. And let me tell you, it's not a easy task. And while people try to make black women so strong and putting all that on us, they also always try to downgrade us. Uh, they talk about our issues. They said how a lot of us shouldn't be mothers or if we are a mother, we're doing this wrong or we're doing that wrong. And you know what? You can only raise your children with the hand that you're dealt. I'm sorry I wasn't the best mother that I could be. I'm sorry that you wouldn't, we weren't rich. I'm sorry that, you know, um, I had issues when I had you. Uh, you're probably going to have kids when you have issues as well. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that attacks uh, black mothers all the time. It's like we always got something we didn't do right. It's never that, dang, that girl did that dang old thing. She, she raised them children. They went to jail. You know, they went to college. They got their businesses, you know. She, uh, they, they, they didn't go out here and, you know, try to hurt other people. She taught the morals and values. Nobody talks about that. Everybody want to talk about the black mother and how she was in the projects and she raised them poor and she was on welfare and she had different men in the house and she did this and did that. And, you know, it's just really sad. And, you know, I have to say, I'm the type of person that, I really shouldn't have been with the man I was with as long as I was, but I didn't like dating, and I didn't want to date. I thought I was going to be a one person, get married, and be happy forever. That's not what happened. So a lot of us don't plan things. So, you know, stop blaming people for when they make certain decisions because some of y'all out here, uh, God didn't choose that man for y'all. Or if you do got a decent man, then, you know, cherish that you had a good man. But don't put other people down just because you have a decent man, you know, for whatever reason that God blessed you to have that. You know, don't down other people for that. I have a friend of mine, we and me and her fell out because she did do that. She like, that girl did not want to be by herself. She did not want to spend Christmas alone, her birthday. When the holiday came along, she was by herself. She gonna find her man. I'm let that truck go by. And so we fell out because every time she had a man there, her kids would call them daddy. So I told her, I'm thinking I'm being a good friend. Like girl, quit letting everybody, your kids call everybody daddy. That's not their daddy. Don't let them call them daddy. 
So we had a big falling out about that. And she did some stuff that was really scandalous with me. And because she was mad about that. And, you know, we're no longer friends. But I just I just never liked that. Like, you be with different men here, different men. Your kids get to see different men. I just never liked that. I'm not judging nobody. But I felt like we were friends. And I should be able to tell her, like, dang, girl, don't let, you know, your kids be calling everybody man. But when I look at it, I realized that through the years when I was single, you get lonely. You do. You get lonely. I've been single since 2001. Tried to date. You know, it's always we end up with a, one of the ones playing games, and I cut them off quick now. I'm not going to spend six years with nobody again treating me like crap and don't know how to treat me, cheating on me. and You know, I'm not going to do that anymore. So when I see the signs, I just have to let you go. But this is one of the things of the black community that we see black women with these different men, you know, and everything because, you know what, they get lonely. They get lonely. I understand it. I'm not saying it's okay to keep dating different men. Now, I'm saying this, if you want to date, don't have them around your kids if you know it's not serious. That's all I'm saying. If it's somebody you met three months later, they in your house, they stay at night, no, and your kids there, no. They gonna spend the night when the kids gone with their daddy or something. But, I mean, I just feel that way. It's just, it's hurting our community. Because our girls grow up and either they disrespect you or they turn around and do the same thing and date multiple men and stuff. And it's not okay. I'm sorry. People be talking about these celebrities like they talking about Lori Harvey. Oh, she doing like a man. That's cool. And cool. But that's not the way God made us. God did not make us to go sleep around with different men and change a man like we change draws. I'm sorry. Somebody going to get mad about it? Be mad. I don't care. That's not what he meant for to be. Now, did he mean for us to be alone? No. You know, and for whatever reason that God has kept me single, I think I, I mean, I have some reason, some reason, you know, see the reasons why he kept me single because I had a work to do for him and I had to get focused on that. Because a lot of times when we're in relationships, we don't focus, you know, uh, which is why some black children uh, suffer behind their moms having men, especially if it's not their dad, because they're focused on that man. And we can't do that. We got to put our kids first. Yes. OK, when, when you get married, your husband come first. Well, honey, why you dating your children come first, okay? That man don't come before your children when y'all dating. When he's your husband, the Bible said the man comes first. Because y'all supposed to be together for life. Y'all raise y'all kids together. And then once those kids leave, y'all going to still be there. So that y'all have to get to know each other and be right with each other for when them kids leave. That's why the Bible says that. When you dating a person, no, uh, that man does not come before your children. I'm sorry. It don't work like that when y'all not married. Another struggle of it is not having child support. I never got a day of child support for any of my children. Never. Never got child support. And people be saying, well, you had them, why didn't they child support when they with the dad, blah, blah, blah. Well, the dads don't have them 100% of the time. Mama do. So I didn't get any child support. So I struggled. And I, told, I, I tell people all the time that when I was living in the projects, people would always say, why you living down here? Why you living here? Well, because my rent is $50 a month. And my kids are in dance. My son plays basketball. It's like I can afford my son. Son plays baseball. I can afford those things. Um, with me living here for fifty dollars, trying to juggle this little bit of money I got, you know, because see, I had to do with welfare and just do hair on the side to have my little extra money. So, you know, people did that. But after my kids got a little older, especially toward middle school, I'm like, oh no, I would not raise them in a project because my kids are not going to think that this is life. They're not going to be with the drug dealer on the corner. I'm not going to get them in this situation. So I decided I don't want to be in the projects anymore, you know, as they got older. Because, I mean, anybody that knows, you know how to have, what happens when your girls start getting older. And you got beautiful girls, too, because I got some beautiful daughters, okay? 
So I moved and tried to live in just, you know, regular apartments and stuff. Well, we moved a lot because I really couldn't afford it. I really couldn't. I couldn't afford that and have a car because if you get an apartment somewhere else, how many of you know, now you got to have a car. So I really couldn't afford it. So we moved a lot. But that's just the struggle that I had to deal with to do what I had to do. Do I regret doing that? No, I don't because I did not want my kids raising the projects. That was just matter of fact. I wasn't going to do it. I was not going to do it. I raised them as little kids there. That was cool. But once they hit that middle school mark, you're not about to, you're about to, not about to pull my kids up into that, that poverty mentality and all those things there. I had to put my kids around other people who knew other things and knew better, a better life. I knew a better life. I wasn't raised that way. I knew a better life. I chose the wrong man. And I'm the type of person, I'm not going to ask anybody for anything. I'm not going to ask you because this is what I chose and what I did. So I'm going to thug it out myself. You know what I'm saying? It's good and it's bad like that, you know. Some people, um, I had to learn through the years that when people say they want to help me do something, I let them do it. At first I didn't. But people saying that some, God gives you things, gives you wealth to help other people. And you have to know that when you do that, that's a blessing for them. It's not always about you. But yeah, child support. Child support needs to be paid. I don't care if you struggling too, okay, fine. But give the mama some. $50, $100. Stop talking all that. I ain't give me no money so you can't take care of some other nigga. I heard that so many times. Baby, you was taking care of me. I took money from you. Why would I give your money to somebody else when I'm not that type of female? You know what I'm saying? There are females like that. There's ones that will use it. I've seen them use it. Take social security checks from the kids because they daddy did. Uh, take checks from child support and take care of these men. No, I'm not the one. Okay? So I understand the ones that do that. But I was not that one, so I got sick of hearing that. No, you're not paying anything because you're selfish and you're self-centered. And you're just a deadbeat. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And even when you don't support them financially, a dad needs to be there. Why is it that you got to not pay child support and you don't pick them up? You don't take them nowhere. You don't be involved in nothing. Oh, but when they had them graduations, if it's grade graduation, eighth grade graduation, high school graduation, college graduation, boy, you there cheesing with them old big old teeth. Cheesy. Yeah, they did it. They did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mama was there helping them get through it and to do it and keeping them focused when they was mad at her and everything else and being smart mouth and all that because she was trying to get them to the next level while you was out doing your thing with everybody. Girl, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Because he's struggling black moms in the black community. We end up homeless, barely paying our rent, barely having food on the table. Because this is the thing. When I didn't work and I got the welfare, I would get a bunch of food stamps. They can eat good. Okay. But I didn't have no money to pay my bills or to try to move forward to even do anything with. Like, I always had some kind of side business. Mary Kay, soldiery, whatever I had to do, doing hair in my house, whatever I had to do to get extra money. Because that welfare check don't do nothing. I don't see how people live on it for years and years and years. I couldn't do it. I would eventually have to go out and get a job. I would do temporary work. So this, is how I, this is how I had to work the system. And this is crazy how we have to do this. I had to go get a temporary job, which I knew would only last a month or maybe one or two months. So that by the time that they got rid of me through the temp agency, they would be getting ready to cut my stamps off or cut them down. I could be able to say, hey, I don't work there no more. I was a temporary job. Ain't that something? You got to work that system like that just to survive. I would have to go. So they wouldn't charge. This is the thing. I would go get a full-time job, a temporary service. See how long it lasts. I wouldn't go over three months because at three months, that's when my rent going to go up. And then I'm not going to uh, get any more stamps. The thing is, is that you you coming off of nothing. 
trying to make something out of nothing and you don't have no help. So by the time that three months was up, they was going to cut off my food stamps. They're going to raise my rent to $400. Okay, so at that point, when I did go full-time at a job, well, let me just finish this. Okay, so I do that for three months. So my stamps would go down. I wouldn't, you know, get any stamps. They'd go down like 200 some dollars with six people in the house, okay? Or I wouldn't get any stamps. Um, but I think I got like 200 one time. Cause I remember going, they ended up getting me one time and I had to go down to 200. I was like, yeah, I gotta quit this job. Cause 200 dollars ain't gonna feed all six of us in the household. So you do that and then my rent gonna go up to 400 something. Like I'm only making $800 every two weeks. You see what I'm saying? How that, how that don't add up? They want you to stay in poverty, okay? So then when I did go to a full-time job and with the city, um, they cut out my stamps. I think I got $100 or something like that. They want me to $100. I'm getting paid every two weeks. I got a car note now. I got bills. I got rent that went up to like five something. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't. If you had child support, yeah, I probably could help me. But I didn't. Kids got activities in school. They getting older. They in cheerleading. They in track. They in basketball. They doing all these activities. They got stuff they want to do with their friends. You give them money for this. Man, it's a struggle. And then y'all want to sit back and talk about mama yelled all the time. Mama was depressed, so she did this and that. Well, hell, mama had to be depressed because mama was trying to take care of y'all little stanky behinds with your unappreciative tails. Because daddy wasn't doing a damn thing. Let's just say it like that. He wasn't doing a damn thing. Mama out here struggling. Mama out here trying to do it, trying to get y'all money for stuff, trying to make sure that y'all had clothes on y'all back. Daddy did not buy no clothes. Daddy did not give you money to go with your friends. Daddy wasn't doing nothing. Buy you one thing for Christmas. That's why did they do. And then, and then these single black moms in the neighborhood. Yes, we struggle. Yes, we be depressed. What do you think? When you ain't got no money to take care of your kids and you really want to. When you arguing with the daddy because the daddy don't ain't doing right. Because you want more for your kids. But he don't because he want more for himself. But the kids turn around and turn on you. And it, it ain't right. But I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Because you know what? We can walk out and hold our head up high and say, dang on it. I'm a strong-ass black woman. I did this. My kids couldn't even handle what I've been through. Why they talking? They can't handle what I've been through. You sitting around at night. Lights off. You making hot dogs over a, a candlestick. Trying to make it work. Baby. <laughs> this generation don't even know some of the things that we had to do and what we had to deal with and how we had to struggle to do it. Please don't come with all that shenanigans about what the black mother didn't do and what the black mother this and the black mother that. We got to do what we can do to survive. Can we get a thank you? I appreciate you. I didn't go to jail. I had friends. I could have been here. I could have had AIDS sleeping around, but you didn't let me go out. Honey, don't let me get started. The black family, yes, it struggles for single black moms, but honey, when are we gonna hold these dads accountable for it? When are we gonna hold them accountable for it? And sometimes being a single black mom ain't just cause you just had babies out of weird lot. Some of us went through divorce, breakup, abandonment, some is rape, some is domestic violence, you had to get out of it. Do you know 90% of welfare recipients are single moms and 64% of them are black single moms? That's, that's just an alarming rate. It's an alarming rate. And we, we, we got to do better. You know, these mamas are juggling jobs, motherhood. But sometimes you just feel like, I'll give up. Because especially when you feel like you ain't been appreciated. 
or you got your kids this far and then when they get older and get in high school, I know they see other people with nice homes and they see their friends got their mom and their dad and they see their friends get to do this and do that. And some of their friends get the cars and their friends got money and their mom and daddy ain't together. But you know what? Deep dig down, you're going to find out that man doing his part. That man is helping. They working together. Some of us, the kids don't even know. Mama ain't trying to work with daddy with it, but daddy don't want to do right. So what's she supposed to do? Yeah, that's going to be depressing. It's going to depress you. And it ain't always what mama done been through before her life that depressing when it's dealing with the kids. It's because of what she got to go through because she can't provide for y'all, for the children. It's a hard thing out here, but I'm going to tell you, y'all moms who are listening, keep doing the damn thing. You do the best you can do with what you have. And what you don't have, God will supply that need. See, that's the thing. They don't believe in God these days. They don't trust God to know that, hey, you still alive because of him. You could have been aborted. You could have had something terrible happen to you because your mama was working two and three jobs and left you at home by yourself. People who didn't have kids burned up in fires and everything else that happened because mama had to go to work or mama had to go do this or that. But your mama didn't. Your mama just struggled. It's something out here. It's something out here. It's about a single black mom. And I'm going to say that because people don't talk about single white moms. They only talk about single black moms. She dating so many people. Oh, she trying to get this money from him and he trying to survive. Oh, uh, she trying to, yeah, that's right. Because we deserve the best too and our children do. And we're just trying to do that. Some of us have a good support system. We got our families, friends, cousins, whatever. I didn't have that. I had no support system. I'm an only child. Didn't have nobody I could drop my kids off with. Because it was always like this. My kids were about different men, of course. You know, I mean, well, that happens. I ain't going to say of course, but that happens. Okay, so when one family came to get their set of kids, another set of kids was still there. So it was very sudden I got time by myself. And I'm going to tell you, the first time I ever really got some time, my kids are all in elementary, you know, like elementary, middle school, something like that. But anyway, I finally got everybody out the house in the last three, you know. So they were in elementary. My mom said she would keep them for two weeks. Do you know that two-week period? I went from work to home and sat in the house. Nobody called me about going anywhere. Everybody I called, they had something to do. Any other time, everybody wants to call me and do something, but I can't do it because I got to find a babysitter or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So those two weeks, can you believe that? But you know what? I got to really sit and pray, meditate. I got to watch TV quietly. I got to just go out to eat. I didn't have to make no meals. You know what I'm saying? I did enjoy that time, but it was years before I could be able to do that years and I talk about that about self-care and 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 dealing with your uh yourself you know you got to take care of yourself and I realized then I wasn't taking care of myself but I didn't know what to do because I couldn't really do it because it's just always about the kids gotta run here run there do this do that oh my gosh y'all just don't know some of y'all don't some of y'all know some of y'all know some of y'all don't know and if you have a good man he's taking care of the kids even if y'all ain't together you give him his kudos. You, 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 you be real uh, supportive of that man. You know, and if you got a good guy who's around y'all together, give him his kudos. Because it's something, some of y'all judging people and talking about people, <laughs> y'all ain't had a day to spend to take care of y'all kids by yourself, financially or mentally or emotionally, because he's been there. So don't try to turn your nose up and tell everybody else what they should have did, could have did, why they was raising you know, they kids and this and that. When you ain't never even been in their shoes. We talk so much about judging people. Well, honey, 
don't don't judge a book by when and you ain't walked in nobody's shoes. But the single moms in the black community, we got to do better. We got to do better with raising our kids and not trying to always be like, oh, they ain't going to say nothing to my kids. Sometimes somebody need to say something to your kids. Because our young black moms are getting younger. They're not mature. Um, They only see things from their vision, tunnel vision. Um, Never looking outside to see other things. But they got to go through it. But a fact is, while you're trying to learn to be a mom and learning through things and going through things, your mother had to do the same thing. Your mother had to do the very same thing. And just because you think you're doing it better doesn't mean that you always are. Because this generation here, these kids are out of control. We had our kids in control. I don't care if we had to whoop them or whatever. But this new generation coming up is going to be a whole lot more of our children in police custody. Getting harassed by the police. Getting thrown down in these schools by the police because of these mouths. No respect at all. Y'all better think about that. Think about it. Mm. When you're a black single mom and your kids' activities, try to get your kids in the same demographic area. It's hard on you when your kid is in one side of the town in one activity, another one on the other side of the town in activities. Sometimes you can't help it because the schools may have games and stuff when they start playing for schools and do that. But it's hard on you. It's hard. If you have a support system, try to get grandma cousin, friend, somebody to go support them when they're at the other activities if you can't be at it because you're trying to be at one other kid's thing. And just switch up. You can only do the best you can. I hate when children always say, you weren't in my activities, you weren't here and there. Well, I was at work till 5 o'clock. Did you want me to get fired from my job? Then we wouldn't even have a place to stay or a little bit of food that we had. You know what I'm saying? They don't look at those kind of things. But just just try to do that. That's what I try to do. I try to just be there. I, I, could only, I was only one person. Only one person person and I had six children that I was trying to be there for and daddies who were straight assholes I'm just gonna say it like that nobody wanted to help nobody wanted to even help with the carpool can you pick them up can you drop them off here you know (laughs) so when it came to the boys and when that's another subject how men treat their sons better than their daughters because they think that the son oh they want to play ball y'all interested I'm not interested in the girls that's really bad how y'all treat y'all daughters like that. But our single moms, we got to try to fill in the gap. We got to try to do the thing. And then when we do it, then it's like, oh, it's your fault. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. You didn't do this. You didn't. Come on now. All I can say is that single black moms, we get a bad rap. But men, we stronger. We go hard fires. But nobody says thank you or I appreciate you or show you love. You know what I'm saying? Now, I have seen kids who do. I have. I have seen those who do and they don't complain about their mama and they and they mama this and their mama that and my mama didn't do this and my mama didn't do that and my mama didn't. you know what did your mama do what did your mama do you still alive look like you got clothes on your back look like you are right. you, you ain't broken not in you know your bones or nothing you know and let's talk about the mental health the mental health yes some of us have some issues and we having kids but hell that ain't changed there's a whole lot of y'all out here guys some issues mental issues Issues from childhood, whatever, and you still having them. So stop having kids while you still in your uh, whatever mentally before you start talking about other people who had kids while they still in a certain mental stage. Because one thing about it, most moms, they love their kids, love the hell out of their kids, and would do whatever for them. But in our black community, we've got to show more appreciation for our black mothers. 
And some of them, yes, they make wrong. I've seen some of them, they on drugs and everything. Because you know why? And I understand. Because I started to think, like, I'm telling you, I was in the club every night except Tuesdays. I think Tuesday was the only night that they didn't have a ladies night. I could get in free. I was drinking for the to take away the pain. Luckily, I didn't get on nothing else. Because I seen so many of my classmates, former classmates and stuff, they got on drugs. But you know what? I understand they want to take the pain away. The pain of dealing with this. The pain of not being able to live the life you want and not being able to know which way to go. That's one thing about social media. It is bad, but it's also good because it's allowing a lot of people to be entrepreneurs and, and make money and stuff because of the Internet. And that's good. We didn't have that back then. Sometimes people don't even look at that. Like, we didn't have all that back then in our day. But I hope somebody got something out of this. I hope someone who's listening that you know you, you did the dang on thing. Don't you let nobody put you down because you couldn't, because you was going through your own depression, but you still was trying to mask it and raise your children. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody put you down because you did the best that you could. Maybe you didn't get along with the father, but maybe they don't even know the whole story about how he really didn't give a dang about the kids. You know, as they got older, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, he didn't get out of the hard work of raising, you know, changing diapers and everything else. Some people out here, y'all might got it good. Don't put other people down just because you got it good because that could be taken away from you. That man could be gone tomorrow. Them finances could be gone tomorrow. We got to stop trying to point fingers and stop saying that, oh, we're only doing it because we're trying to, you know, we just want to make sure that you know that you did this. this. No, I don't need to know nothing. What I need to know is that you need to do better. You need to have your children have all of it together. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind people saying, you know, Carmelita, I felt like you did this wrong, you did that wrong, blah, blah, blah. That's one thing to tell me this. But when I feel it in a negative way, and you know people's energy, when it's just something they have to get off for, sometimes people like to put you down so they make themselves feel better. And you have to watch some type of people like that. If you've done everything you can do to raise your kids and you did what you could do and what you had, you pat yourself on the doggone back and encourage yourself. And don't listen to the naysayers. If somebody don't like the way you was or people try to bring up your past, if you done raised your kids and they out on their own, they making their own decisions. If people still trying to bring up your past about that, then maybe you don't need to be around them people. Let it go and just be like, I know what I did. I know I did the best. Maybe I was depressed, but you know why? Let's look at everything I had to go through. Let's look at how I had to do everything alone. Let's not, it ain't got nothing to do with my childhood, but just the depression I had because your daddy wasn't there. Let's deal with that. And you know, sometimes in the single black families have to deal with too. We got to deal with daddies that's incarcerated. Out here, some of them was trying to make that money for their family, but some of them was just out here being selfish just to drive around in cars and have on good clothes and end up in jail. And now you really ain't got no help. So it's so much to it, and I can go so deep into this, but I've gone longer than I wanted to because that's something that touched my heart about single black moms and how we are treated and how we are talked about when really we just need some help. And that's the reason why there's a lot of young females that I watch their kids for them, and I don't mind doing it because I didn't have that. I didn't have that time to get out and breathe. Yeah, when I was in the club, man, we, I don't, <laughs> I'm going to say this out loud. Me and my friend had her crackhead uncle watch our kids so that we could go out a lot of times. And then we had our little cousin who was in high school watching. But we did that just so we could get out the house. And believe me, good thing we did do that. Or we could have been the ones that was on drugs. Or we could have been out here really like committing suicide or something because we were just so tired of being sick and tired. People just don't know the whole stories. 
Sometimes y'all need to ask them the whole story and why mama did some of the things she did. And really know behind it and really understand it instead of looking at how things are in this day and age and what mama had. Mothers didn't have that, what they had before. Some of y'all do. Some of y'all ain't got no excuses. Y'all out here just running around with me, but y'all need to deal with that hurt from that baby daddy. And that's only going to go through Jesus. I got to put him in there. Like I said, this is not a Christian podcast, but I have to put him in there because I believe in him. Because I know I wouldn't have survived if it hadn't been for me knowing the Lord, going to church, praying. It helped me to not totally give up and not do something really crazy when it comes to me and my children. I held on through everything. Even the naysayers, the people who stabbed me in my back, the people who turned their back on me, the people who went there for me, the baby daddies who didn't care and saw me struggling. But I still put my best foot forward and did my 1,000% for my children. I never slacked with them. Besides in areas that I couldn't come up financially or whatever. But I did the best that I could, and I know I did. <laughs> I had to ask some people who I didn't want to ask for stuff just so they could have. I had to swallow my pride and get talked about a lot of times. Yes, I get emotional with that because people really don't know. And really, to me, they don't care. They just want to have something to talk about. People always want to put you down, you know. Um, and I just had to get to a point where, you know what? Go ahead. Say what you got to say. Believe what you got to believe. But when you point your finger at me, there's four fingers pointing, three fingers, whatever, pointing back at you. You may have to go through that same thing. And will you survive it? To all, my, to all my black single moms out there, go hard. You are strong. You are wonderful. You are awesome. You rock. Don't let them put you in a box. Right now, you young girls, y'all got social media. Y'all got ways to get help. Use that help. But make sure you got a plan to get up out of that poverty. We got too many of our black families in poverty. And we got to get out, even without a husband or a man there. Thank you guys for joining me for this Tuesday. Join me next Tuesday. We are still in season eight, talking about the black family and things that are hurting the black family, but also trying to help for ways to help the black family. Now, next week, I'm still going to be talking about the single black mom, but I'm going to talk about how you can use ways to improve your finances as a single black mom with just a little with what you have, okay? So we're going to talk about that next week. This week, I had to touch base on just the, the stereotypes that we get in the backlash that we get, you know, for being a single black mom. But I am Carmelita McRoy. Go to www.carmelitamcroy.org. Go to empowermom.cm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under McRoy Carmelita. Make sure you look me up. Make sure that you join my mom's success sessions. It's starting back in January. I have um, an ebook and a workbook of time management for moms. So any of you moms out there feeling stuck, um, you're feeling like you just don't know what to do. You have an anxiety. You're trying to do a business. You're trying to go to work. You're trying to go to school. But you can't juggle that in a motherhood. You need my ebook and my workbook. Make sure you go there. You can go to uh, www.payhelp.com backslash Carmelita McRoy. Also, to, in order to get that book as well. Until next Tuesday, guys. Remember to expect it, believe it, receive it. God bless.